Hey, Sweat Sisters, welcome to the Pretty Girl Sweat Show, which highlights women who are balancing demanding careers with a healthy lifestyle and hurtling over personal and professional obstacles. I'm your host, Aisha DeVore Branch, and each week I have a sister to sister chat with an inspiring go getter. And listeners learn how good things come to those who sweat. If this is your first time listening, what up? You could be anywhere in the world and you're here with me and I really appreciate that. If you love what you hear, take a second to subscribe to the podcast so you get updates every time we drop a new episode. If you got half a second, leave a rating, which will help other sweat sisters in need of some inspiration find our podcast. If you have a minute, please follow us across all social media platforms. We are at Pretty Girl Sweat on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and YouTube. Use the hashtag Pretty Girl Sweat when sharing this episode. And if you have five minutes, please leave a review and let us know how we're doing. You're listening to episode 16 of season two of the Pretty Girl Sweat Show. And I'm sitting down with my sweat sister, Christina Granville. She's an athlete, actress, marketing specialist, and host, originally from Clewiston, Florida. She's super passionate about fitness and is known to many as the vibrant and outgoing Miss Basketball on Instagram and all over the web. Keep listening for not only her cool personality, but her equally inspiring story. Miss Basketball. Welcome <laughs> to the Pretty Girl Sweat Show. You've, you're always around, but this is the first time we've had you on the podcast. I know, right? It's been forever. And this is my first time actually doing the podcast, so I'm super excited. I'm excited, too. There's so much we are dying to know because you keep us thoroughly entertained <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> with your antics, your hilarious posts, your killer abs. Your hoop skills, I mean, it's endless what you, you know, you provide so much for us. So <laughs> we kind of want to know about the humble beginnings oh, of Miss Basketball. Well, Christina, if we want to go by your, your government name, but everybody knows you as Miss Basketball on Instagram. How did it all begin? Tell us about your upbringing. So I am the youngest of 10 kids. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So um, my, I have a huge family. And um, my family has always been very, very active. And from a young age, I started playing basketball around maybe 10 years old. I kind of use that as my excuse to get out of going to church so much. Because <laughs> <laughs> my dad, my dad is a bishop. So, oh, my God, you can probably imagine we had to go to church at least four times a week. And wow. Sunday was all day. I mean, it was just, oh, Jesus. I mean, Monday night is youth choir, choir rehearsal. Wednesday is Bible study. Uh, Thursday is uh, terror service. Or Friday is uh, Friday night service. Saturday is youth day. I mean, it was just so much. So <laughs> wow. I, um, I decided, you know, you know what? I'm going to play a sport. I got to figure out something to do. And I was always running behind my brother, my big brother, Jeff. And he was great at basketball. Like I just knew that he was going to go to the NBA. <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew he was going to be great, but he could not get his schoolwork and he was running after those girls. Like, you know, <laughs> see, get you every time. Got to keep, got to stay focused. The girls will get you every time. <laughs> get you. Um, and he just could not, I mean, he was just a, just running behind the girls, but he could really play basketball. So I started just 
you know, latching on to him and, you know, everything he was doing, I was doing. I don't care if he was trying to touch the rim. Here I am. I'm the only girl out there trying to touch the rim. Uh, if you cross somebody up, here I go. I'm the only girl out there trying to, you know, cross up the guys and everywhere he went, I want to go with him. So he started to work with me um, on becoming a better basketball player. But the crazy thing is I've always been super athletic with, you know, a lot of energy, but I never really knew how to play basketball um, until I got to college, which is a whole nother story. <laughs> mm, but okay. um, my parents have just, you know, they always wanted us to be active, always wanted us to, you know, to do do something uh, and yes, get our schoolwork, but to do something uh, more than just sit at home and, and go to church. So I use basketball, uh, volleyball, softball, cheerleading uh, <laughs> as a way to, you know, meet friends and hang out, have fun, and to get out of going to church. <laughs> nope. Well, hey, at least you had a plan. You knew <laughs> you knew <laughs> how you were going to get out of church. And so we've all benefited from that. Thank, yes. thank, you, thank you, Daddy, for making her go to church every single day. So now yes, yes. every day. And, you know, my, my dad is Pentecostal, so we're wearing these long skirts and we can't have nails. We can't have our nails painted. We can't wear makeup. We can't do this, you know. No, no short skirts, no this, no that. I was like, listen, let me get up on. <laughs> so wait a minute. You had all those rules growing up. Oh, Does your dad visit your Instagram page now? <laughs> so the funny thing is, my dad now, he is 90 years old. He'll be, wow. he'll be 90. That's a blessing. I'm, That's a blessing. I'm, I'm, I'm saying 90 now. I'm getting myself prepared to say 90, but he'll be 90 March 3rd. But wow. um, he's always been very, very Pentecostal. Even my mom, like she's so you know, everything is close to holiness, you know, as for her and her house is we will serve the Lord. You know how it goes. So mm-hmm. she, she, I've never seen her in pants all my life. I've never, she's never wore pants, no earrings, uh, nails, n- none of that. She's always been like that. And that's how they raised us. But after a while, you know, they kind of let up a little bit, you know, times change. And of course, with me on Instagram, times is very much <laughs> It has, uh, it is, it's really changed. And now my parents, they're not so strict as they were when I was younger. They're more, a little bit more understanding. And, you know, sometimes I do get a, a phone call here and there and be like, Chrissy, uh, you know, um, praise the Lord. Um, that hurt. Well, I see you got your abs showing, but you, you don't want to just, well, you know what? They look nice, you know, so I... <laughs> It's amazing how you can get your body like that because I ain't never had nobody like that. But as uh, long as you love Jesus, so that's the thing. That my dad, as long as you love Jesus, my dad and my mom, which is why I love them so much because they don't judge. They don't judge me, and they know my heart is the same way as God knows my heart. Um, and they know I love how much I, I am very active with doing fitness, and I used to do fitness competitions as well. So they're kind of more understanding now that times have kind of changed. But they always throw that in as long as you, long as you know who you serving, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus, you ain't, did, did you pray about it? All right. Long, long as you love Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, earlier you were saying that you were following behind your brother mm-hmm. quite often, but you said he, he wasn't hitting the books as much. So did you differ from him education wise? Did you love school a little bit more than he did? I did. You know, I, to be honest with you, I had no choice. My mom, my mom worked at the same high school that I went to. So oh, we went to school. Well. I'm, 
excuse me, I'm from a really small rural area called Clewiston, Florida. It's the sweetest town in America. Um, Wait, how do you spell that? Clewiston. <laughs> it is C-L-E-W-I-S-T-O-N. Wow. And inside okay. the small city, it's less than 9,000 people in the city. But inside of that city, it's a rural community, which is still segregated uh, until about, about a couple years ago, called Harlem, Florida. It was voted the number one <laughs> rural community in Florida in 2001. Mm. Uh, it's a very, very, very small community, which uh, is home of the Brown Sugar Festival. If you're from South Florida, then a lot of people know about the Brown Sugar Festival. It's like a multicultural um, music festival. A lot of different artists come, and a lot of paintings and stuff going on. So we are down there in... <laughs> The middle of nowhere. And my school was 25 minutes away. So I ended up going to the, the baddest and the, the best high school in all of Florida, uh, Glade Central Community High School in Belle Glade, Florida. And my mom, she was a teacher there. I had no choice. Every single thing I did was under a microscope. So my teachers, before I even knew my grade, guess who knew my grade? Mm-hmm. my mom <laughs> let me not turn in homework let me I mean it was just impossible for me to you know to make bad grades now of course you know we all fall short <laughs> I've made uh some bad grades but for the most part my GPA you know um at the end of semester always was over a 3.0 um and towards my senior year it got it got better but she was she was not letting up you were not going to embarrass, you know, embarrass me while I'm a school teacher here at this high school and you're making bad grades. I need you on the dean's list. I need you I need yeah. you on the AV honor roll. Matter of fact, we're going to enroll you into some college courses. Uh, we're going to make you. And she was the leader, the business leader for Future Business Leaders of America. That's where mm-hmm. I got my entrepreneurship uh, skills from. So I became a part of that group. So I had no choice but to get my work and, and to make sure I made good grades and not be like my brother. Cause she reminded me, listen, if you want to play basketball, you have to get your work. You can't, mm. be, you can't be pretty and, and dumb. You can't be pretty exactly. and trying. And she was just cut and dry. You can't be pretty and dumb and thinking that your looks are just going to get you in the door. You have to be smart mm. and you have to be, you have to always want to do better and be better every single day. So I had no choice, and I'm I'm happy that she instilled that into me, rather than just saying, you know, since I'm I'm, I'm good at basketball, I'm tall, I'm in I'm in the tenth or eleventh grade, I'm already five ten, so I'm considered tall as a high school student. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna get in, you know, easy. No, you have to make sure you pass the FCAT on the first try. <laughs> uh-huh. Make sure you pass the you know the SATs and all that good stuff. So I thank God for her because boy, I didn't turn out like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> And let's put her words on a t-shirt. Yeah. You can't be pretty and uh somebody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tell somebody. Okay, so this was interesting. You said this earlier that you really didn't learn how to play basketball until college, but you played in high school, right? Yes, ma'am. I was on varsity from ninth grade. Okay, so tell me the meaning behind that. Why do you feel that you really learn the game in college? So some, some, I think some individuals are blessed with the talent and the ability to play basketball and to play these different sports. And they're just going off of raw talent. I could touch the rim Mm -hmm. in 10th grade. I was touching the rim. I could slap the backboard. So I had the ability to do the, the, 
the normal things that people would think is so awesome, like being able to jump, being able to play defense, be able, you know, to be super tall and look like a basketball player. I mean, I had the Ellen Iverson braids and all, like, <laughs> <laughs> the pants sagging, like, you know, the oversized jacket. I was, yeah, you looked at me, you was like, oh, yeah, she ball, she hoop. But I didn't learn the actual game of how to move without the basketball until I got to college to actually to know what it is to play actual defense, two, three, you know, um, just different movements on the court with the basketball and without the basketball. And a lot of people, you know, when when they're learning how to play, they don't really sometimes understand the the actual game of basketball. So if we're down two points and it's a <laughs> it's 30 seconds left, what are you going to do? You know, those situationals, I didn't learn all of that until I got to college to where they really broke it down for me to say, hey, this is why you're in this position. Not because you're tall, but because you have this skill. And with this skill, you need to do these different drills. And this is what's going to happen after you do these different drills. This is the result. This is why we run this play. You know, so it was more in depth of why I'm doing this play, um, what this play helps me with. And how it's going to help me be a better person and a better basketball player. So I didn't learn all that until I went back to college. And I was like, oh, okay, this is different. <laughs> exactly. I've always just been, you know, I was a horrible shooter when I was in high school. I mean, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't learn until I got to college, which was so crazy because I was recruited out of high school. Uh, by at least 10 or 15 different colleges to play basketball. Mm. And they were just only recruiting me off of raw talent. So, I, so how did you decide to go to the school that you chose? So Where did you go? I went to my first college was Independence Community College in Kansas. Um, I went there because they offered me a full scholarship and they offered me the ability to run track. Now, a lot of people mm. don't know I was actually better in track than I was in basketball. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay. So every year I went um in high school, I mean since middle school, I've have I have all kind of awards and ribbons for track. Um I was always very 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 good in track, but my love for basketball just, you know, it just I, I couldn't get rid of it. I just I wanted to play basketball. I mean, I don't care how fast I could run or how high I could jump, but this school offered me the ability to do both. So, hey, we'll send you, you know, if you want to come to our school, we'll give you a full scholarship on basketball and track. So you can do both if you would like. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can get out of this small town that, you know, it's, it's, it's bad. The poverty level is, is oh, Jesus, it's, it's really nothing. A lot of people don't even make it out of my city. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on the first thing smoking. I packed up my little 1996 Honda Civic <laughs> And drove 24 hours to Independence, Kansas, which was seven miles away from Little House on the Prairie. The actual place, Little House on the Prairie. Oh, for real, for real. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for real. Wow. Yes. Uh. So um, I ran I ran a track there, indoor and outdoor track. I was 10th in the nation in high jump, 11th in the nation in long jump uh, at, at uh, Independence College. But I didn't play basketball there, which was so weird. <laughs> I, I, I played not one. I played in not one game. Um, my coach, after I guess preseason, was like, "Well, you know what? You're not good enough to play basketball. You know, maybe you should just stick to track, or you know, just 
another sport, <laughs> basically. I'm like, how dare you say I'm not good enough to play basketball? But you recruited me. Like, you got me all the way here, and you tell me I'm not good enough to play basketball. So he redshirted me my first year. And once I realized that he was serious, that I uh, that I wasn't going to play, that was it. I was just, you know, I did my little two years. Um, my grades kind of slipped because I was in that mind frame of if I couldn't play basketball, then I'm not going to I'm not going to do anything else. So I finished up, you know, uh, doing track there. I also did cheerleading. Um, they gave me a scholarship to do uh, <laughs> to be a base holder for cheerleading. Um, and then I just left and I came back to Florida. And I'm like, well, if I can't play basketball, I'm not going to do anything else. I might as well just, you know, I'm going to just chill. (laughs) That was my whole thing. Forget school. Forget, you know, forget basketball. If they don't want to let me play, it is what it is. But the crazy thing and the beauty of it, I really sucked. Nobody else has told me that that I sucked because I was so good off raw talent. You know, I I could jump, I could I could touch the rim, I could play defense, but I could not shoot to save my life. I really didn't know basketball, and I at the time I was upset about it. I was like angry at the world. I was angry at him because I just knew I was going. You know, I'm going to go to the WNBA. I'm going to go overseas. I'm going to play basketball, and here I am now. I have the opportunity to go to college, and this guy, you know, I used him. You know, he was my excuse. I used him as my target to say, okay, he's the reason of why I'm not, you know, playing college basketball or why I'm not good enough or he don't believe in me and X, Y, and Z. But I used it as as fuel to say, okay, well, it is what it is. Once I got out of my feelings, which took me about five years. (laughs) (laughs) So it took me, it took me a minute to actually get out of my feelings because I had one fight left in me. I said, well, you know what? If I go back to Florida, I can't go back to Cluiston because there's nothing there. And they're going to talk bad about me because I was so excited to leave. And here I am coming back to Cluiston, you know, doing nothing. I ain't got nothing to do. There's no jobs in Cluiston. Like, what what I'm going to do? So I moved to Orlando and I said, you know what? I'm going to give UCF a try. You know, I'm going to talk to the coach. You know, I, I'm good. Everybody else telling me I'm good. Forget what that coach said. You know, I, I could play basketball. And this is me just feeling myself, just being full of Christina at the time. Not Miss Basketball, full of Christina. So I I, I, I enroll into UCF. <laughs> this is probably one of the worst mistakes of my life. I enroll into UCF. I pick up a full course load. Um, I didn't have a scholarship. I didn't have no financial aid or anything. Um, but I think that first semester, I don't know what I just took out a loan. I took out a loan. I don't know what I was thinking, but I just said, you know, I'm gonna give it a shot. I had a tryout with the team. They did at least do that. Cause I, I could talk my butt off. Like I can almost talk, talk an Eskimo into selling me water and ice. So she was like, you know what, you know, try it on the team and we'll see how it goes. And if you're as good as you say you are, then we'll put you on the team. I did this tryout. It was the worst tryout of my life. I was out of breath. I wasn't in shape. I couldn't make a basket. I was, it was horrible. It was so bad that she asked me, she said, well, you know what? If you would like, you could be the manager and you know, you can be a part of the practice squad if you would like to, since you're already enrolled in school. I was like, heck no, I don't want to be a part of the practice squad. The manager? You mean I got to pick up stank uniforms? Oh, no. Nah. I'm good. 
So after that, I just was done with basketball. I'm like, yeah, I think college and me playing college basketball is a wrap because I suck. Like that's, I mean, it is what it is. I'm, I'm just not gonna, it's not happening. Me going to the WNBA is not happening. Me going overseas is not happening. So for four, four years, I just soaked in that and I just started doing other things. So that's when I started modeling and uh, becoming a, a product specialist and marketing. So other things in my life were going great. <laughs> it started just going great. I got a two bedroom condo in Orlando off the lake. I thought I was doing it, but it was still something that I was missing. And that was basketball. And the fact that my mom always told me, you can't be pretty and dumb. You know, you got, I don't have a college degree. What am I doing? I'm just going through life. You know, I'm making money. I'm, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing as far as like, I guess my career wise, but my heart is yearning for basketball. That's, that's my heart. That's something that I think about all the time. And I was still playing, you know, I was like queen of LA fitness. (laughs) So I, I took a moment to just kind of figure out, Christina, what are you doing? Everybody always like, especially my mom, my whole entire family having nine other brothers and sisters forcing me and, and, and talking to me, not that I don't want to say forcing me, but reminding me, Hey, you don't have a college degree. What are you doing? I mean, you're modeling and you're cute, but you don't have, a, I mean, you need your education. What are you doing? I finally was like, you know what? Okay. Maybe I'll get into school. So I took a, you know, a few courses here and there and I was like, yeah, this ain't it. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I'm gonna just go back to just doing my modeling, traveling and, you know, working whatever jobs I can, I can work. Cause I was not a nine to five type girl. However, I still played basketball and I was playing in different little, you know, celebrity basketball games. Cause at the time, Miss, Miss Basketball started forming <laughs> from me doing modeling and the fact that everybody knew I played basketball everywhere I went. It's like, they just knew that I played basketball and they remember me from either LA fitness Lifetime Fitness, 24, every single gym in Orlando I had been to, I had played, I have played with NBA players, and every single person in Orlando knew I played basketball. So that's kind of how Miss Basketball started forming. So probably like I was playing a celebrity basketball game, old school versus new school game, and I had, I don't know, I just had a really, really good game. And it was happened to be NBA weekend, um, their rookie weekend in Orlando where all the rookie uh, players come to Orlando and they try, they do like different uh, workouts and all these exposition games. And there happened to be some scouts there from the NBA team um, just looking around. And this one guy, his name was coach white. After the game, he walked up to me. He said, Hey, you're actually pretty good. Um, You ever thought about playing college basketball? You know, how old are you? And at this time I'm 24 years old. (laughs) So he's thinking that I'm a he's thinking that I'm a high school student. I'm like, uh, nah, I'm straight because my attitude has shifted. Because now I'm making money. You know, I'm feeling myself. I'm just basketball. You know, I don't need to go back to school. I'm making money. I, I got my own place. I got my own car. You know, you. I was like Boosie. You know, I N D E. You know, <laughs> you know, I was feeling myself. And I'm twenty. I'm twenty three, twenty four doing my own thing with my own place. So I'm really, I'm really thinking I'm the bomb. So he said, Hey, you know, you ever thought about playing college basketball? You know? And I was like, yeah, I tried it. It went for me. 
with an attitude. And when I look back at it, I was so snobby. He was like, well, what about, you know, what college did you go to? And I said, well, I went to some little small school, but, you know, I ain't stay or whatever. They said I wasn't good enough. He was like, okay, so what are you doing now? I said, you know, I do a little modeling here and there. And I do a lot of hair shows and started talking about myself. He said, okay, what about your degree? And when he said that, it sounded like my mom was sitting there talking to me. I'm like, oh my God. He said, so listen, what if I can get you into college and get you a full ride to play basketball and you're really serious, would you do it? And I said, uh, I'm 24 years old, going on 25. There's no way I can go back to college with 18 and 19 year olds and they're not gonna, they're not gonna want me. They already said I'm not good enough. He said, listen, give me a week. Give me a week and I'll have schools lined up for you. But you gotta trust me and you you gotta pick a school. You gotta go back to school. I was like, man, I will see. That's how my attitude was. Within three days, this man had five schools for me. And I'm like, he is really serious. He said, Listen, I believe in you. I, I think you have something special. I think you can play. And if it's something that your heart desires, I think you should always follow your heart and go after it. So within that week, that I think the third day, he had about five schools. And by Friday, I had two schools really wanted me to come do a tryout. But this one lady named Coach Bruce, I'll never forget her. She called me. She said, hey, send me your transcripts. Um, I heard that you were a very good basketball player. We need a Ford. Uh, and we hear that you're good. But I usually don't go off of somebody's word, but Coach White, he's a very, very, I mean, people take his word serious. So if you're good, if you're as good as he say you are, then I want to fly you up here Monday for a tryout. And I was like, what? I was like, is this, you know, like you, you kind of think to yourself, is this really happening? Is they playing with me? You know, like, are they trying to just string me along? Because before I've had people say they're going to help me and they never did, which is why I'm so independent now. But I'm like, let me just see. So I sent her my transcript and that was probably like, at, I want to say 11 a.m. by 5 p.m. She had a flight for me to leave out on Monday to do a tryout in uh, this college was called Jefferson College in Missouri. So I, I went up there. I, I flew. <laughs> I flew there for a tryout. My hair was done. My nails were done. I had like three bags. I don't know why I was really feeling myself. <laughs> I had three bags and she goes to pick me up and she walks right by me. Now she had a picture of me, but she's thinking she's going to pick up a basketball player. I had heels on. You can tell me nothing. Shades. As soon as I got off the plane, I'm like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> so she's like, I asked for a basketball player. I did not ask for a model. <laughs> like, who are you? And I was like, oh, my name is Christina, but they call me Miss Basketball. Just like that. She was like, okay, I'm going to call you Christina. Can you play basketball? I said, yeah. She said, you do not look like a basketball player, but oh, well, your tryout starts now. I say, wait, what? She said, yeah, I'm taking you straight to the gym. Like we have a group of girls, about 30 girls waiting, and we're going to do a tryout right now. I said, oh my God. And that's when my life changed. (laughs) I walked in that gym and it was so many girls in young girls like I'm the oldest one I look like a parent in my brain I feel like I look like a parent (laughs) so I walk in she said hey the locker room is over there change your clothes be out in 10 minutes we gotta go I said all right like she was serious to the T and here I am just you know taking my time because I'm I'm Miss Basketball you know I'm 
lit. <laughs> Man, I walked out. I changed my clothes. I walked out. And I'm sitting there on the bleachers. And she's like, okay, we're trying to start this uh we're trying to start this tryout, but we're waiting on this prissy girl that's taking all doggone day. Like she got to change her whole life. Now, mind you, I'm sitting right there, but I had transformed into this, <laughs> into this little tomboy. Cause I don't have my heels on. My hair is pulled in a ponytail. I got my headband on. She's like, can y'all run in the bathroom and see if that, um, the new girl is in there. I was like, I'm right here. She was like, Oh my God, girl. I didn't even know who you were. She said, okay, well, come on. That was the best tryout I have ever had in my life. I was every drill I went through. I was the first one in the drill. Even if I didn't know how to do it, I was in the front of the line. I was never in the back. Every drill, every uh, calisthenic move we had to do, anything that involved running, I was in the top. So she was like, okay, maybe you are really good. She said, well, you can't really shoot that great, but we can work on that. She said, so listen. I have a full scholarship to offer you if you're serious about it. Your own apartment, you'll be the captain of the basketball team because the way that you played today, we need that on our team. I bawled. I was boohoo crying. I was like, are you serious? She offered me a full scholarship on the spot. Like, on the spot. And that changed that changed my entire life. Like, she gave me that opportunity to believe in myself and to work on being a better basketball player. And she showed me how to be a better basketball player. You just can't do the bare minimum and think you can get by. And at the time, yeah, I sucked. But because of her, I became a better basketball player. And that's when I learned how to play basketball. I know that was super long, but I had to. <laughs> no, that, that's why I just let you speak because it was such a powerful story. What did you learn like throughout this, like these years of like, you know, disappointment and then triumph in your own way. And then someone believing in you, what, what did you learn that you could pass on to anyone who's listening right now? The first thing um, is to really, you have to believe in yourself because people, there is always going to be people that say things that you won't like. There's always going to be people that won't encourage you. There's always going to be people who won't even be in your corner and support you. They may be your, your closest friends or people who you think would never Oh, they won't ever do me like that. Oh, they won't ever say this about me. But the, the God's honest truth is they will. You just never know. And this whole journey, um, it really taught me how to believe in myself first. Even though like sometimes failure is not the end. You know, sometimes people feel like, you know, oh, I failed or, you know, I didn't do X, Y, and Z or it didn't go as planned. That's Okay. The end goal, you're still working towards the end goal, and that's to be happy and to live out your best dream. And this whole process really just, you know, showed me how to believe in myself and the power of believing in myself. Because if it wasn't for, you know, even though I was upset with him, that coach at uh, Independence that told me I sucked, I would have never known how to be a better basketball player. So sometimes you have to go through being told some things that you may not believe, but it may be the truth and you don't want to hear it. But sometimes you need that in order to grow. Sometimes you have to be uncomfortable and you have to go through the mud and you have to go through the disappointments and the letdowns in order to grow and to be your best self. So I, I appreciate, you know, now looking back at it, I appreciate every single thing that I went through. And I, I wish, you know, that I would have, when I, when, the, when he told me I wasn't good enough, I wish I would have 
never stop believing in myself for those four years because I know I could have been at a better place in my life now, but it just, it gives me fuel to be better moving forward. So, I, I mean, I, I, I'm so forever grateful for just that whole situation because now I know, listen, I have to believe in me first. I have to be my biggest fan and I have to make sure that I'm proving myself right, not wrong. Let me prove myself right. Let me be, okay, if they say I'm not as good, guess what? I'm about to work twice as hard and I'm going to be better than I was before. And if if I'm better than I was before, then guess what? I'm becoming better and I'm doing better than what they talking about. So, <laughs> Man, so how do you still apply that same energy to, you know, your current career? I mean, you're still playing basketball. I mean, we've seen you on ESPN doing your thing in high heels, but... <laughs> But how do you apply that to what you're doing right now? Oh, wow. Um, and it's so funny that you even say ESPN because I swear when I was little, hearing that da-na-na, da-na-na, I used to always <laughs> tell my mom, oh, my mama be on there. Watch. And I really, I'm like, I'm going to be on there playing basketball, doing something amazing, you know. And it's so funny that it comes full circle. Not necessarily that I'm playing college basketball, but here I am playing basketball in heels. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm on, and I'm on ESPN like it was crazy to me. I'm like oh my god look at God has a funny sense of humor when you step yes. into the atmosphere it may not go how you want it to go but he has a funny way of letting it go uh not how you imagine but it, it, it will happen it'll happen on his time though but I apply all of that in my current career um like just basically with trying to be a better, like for instance, with me hosting and, you know, being a product specialist or whatever, and being able to travel around the world and do all these different events. I always, every single job that I do, I feel like I'm in audition mode. You know, somebody's always watching, somebody's always, you know, critiquing X, Y, and Z. So I use myself as, you know, I use the situations that I had before with basketball and I apply it to my everyday life now and my career by saying, you know what, I don't want to give nobody the option to say that I'm not good enough or that I don't deserve to be in this spot. So I have to work as twice as hard as the next person. I have to know my stuff and I have to be on my game and nobody is going to be better than me. When I do an event, when I do any hosting engagements and I, I do any consumer engagements, whoever I'm working for, they're not going to be better than me. I don't, I don't care who it is. I don't care if they've been doing it for however long. <laughs> They're not going to have the amount of energy, the amount of passion, the amount of drive or knowledge to be better than me. And that's how I got to go into it. And that's, I, I took that from, you know, what happened in my past life. And I've, I've, I've applied it to now. Like I have to be, I have to be better. I have to be the best and I have to leave people wanting more. That's my thing. That's my whole life purpose now is to, you know, is to encourage people to be their, their best selves and to leave people better than they were when you found them. So every event that I go to, I want people to be like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Who was that girl? Her energy is amazing. She she is doing it like her job is. Whoa, she is killing her job. So that's been my whole thing is just to be to be better and to do better and to. You know, don't be afraid of hard work. You know, like before I was afraid of hard work. That's why I sucked at basketball because I didn't train. <laughs> I 
I didn't work out. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I was just relying off my talent. But in this, you know, in this area of my life now, I have to study. I have to show myself approval and I have to make sure that I'm doing the hard work, that I'm putting in the effort and that I'm trying to be the best person I can be. And we see it. And that's why you being the best person you can be makes other people want to be the best person that they can be. So um, your energy permeates through many people. <sighs> and, and that's definitely something you should be proud of. Thank you so much. all right well I'm gonna do some rapid fire questions so we can learn more about all of your habits and routines and fun workouts so first off what is one small thing you do each day that makes you happy dance (laughs) okay (laughs) all right What's your, um, I mean, obviously we see, we see you busting a move every, every once in a while. Do you take any dance classes, um, in Atlanta? No, I don't take it, but I do. I want to take one so bad. I want to learn a whole full routine. I really do, but I don't take any dance classes, but I used to be a Zumba, a certified Zumba instructor. So I I learned a few moves from, from Zumba, (laughs) but other than that, I don't, I don't take any classes, but if there's any classes out there, I want to be a part. Tag me in. <laughs> All right. So we're I'm taking you to dance jam at Lifetime. <laughs> and then we also have to do the other class. Remember the class oh, that yeah, we wanted trap, to do? What was uh, trap it? Trap Zumba. Yes, Trap Zumba. We got to do that. So. I have my little outfit on. <laughs> Listen, I've been working on these glutes. This is about to be litty. I was practicing in the mirror and I was like, oh, we're not going no more. Oh, you know what? That day was so crazy. So you're one of your number one fans. You know, that day dragged me to her gymnastics practice. because I was like, I don't think I have anything to do tonight. This is so weird. I never like have a free night. <laughs> and then I like take her to gymnastics and I'm sitting there and my phone, like my calendar goes off and it's like, you're supposed to be at Trap Zumba with <laughs> Miss Basketball. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I felt so terrible. <laughs> it was, I was just happy that I didn't get in the car because I was walking out the door as soon as she called me. I was oh like, girl, you sure caught me because that traffic said 45 minutes. I was like, thank you. Ooh. Yes. Okay. We're going to get it right. And I will definitely make sure. I'm done. I know about this ahead of time. Okay. All right. Next up. Okay. So we stopped the rapid fire. It was going fast, but then it slowed down. All right. <laughs> so exercise habits. How many times do you work out Ooh, a week? Let's say three times. Okay. What's always in your gym bag? Ooh, a hair tie. Cause you know, this on these bundles, a hair tie, <laughs> some water, headphones, and my cell phone. Okay. What's one thing that can make or break your workout? Somebody aggravating my living soul. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are some songs on your workout playlist? Ooh. Cardi B, of course, because Cardi B just makes me feel mm-hmm. like I should just blow up everybody and I can just do anything I want to do. Um, what else? Um, I love EDM. So okay. uh, Major Laser is on there. Um, and sometimes some reggae music. Okay. What is a typical meal you eat before a workout? Ooh, I usually don't eat before a workout. Well, what about after a workout? After a workout, I've been trying, so I'm trying these new, uh, these new protein shakes because I was trying to get thick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I've been trying those, but the only thing is, it's really hard for me to 
make it a routine and to keep doing it. So I would say, I would say anything fruit wise, like maybe like an apple or pineapples before I have, you know, my big meal. So after workout, okay. I'm going to say pineapples or apple. Okay. What is your go-to cheat day meal? Oh my God. This is so bad. Cause I think I cheat every day. Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I cannot leave it. I can't leave it alone. Chick-fil-A. They love me so much and I love them. So Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Okay. Which deodorant are you like sticking to? Oh my God. So there's a crystallized deodorant and I got it from Whole Foods. It works bomb. Ooh. It's a crystallized stone. And all you have to do is put it under water to activate it. And then you rub it on. Oh my God. It works so bomb. And it goes on clear. I'm actually doing a little, it's not like I'm doing a whole ad for it, but I love Ooh. it. It's a crystallized um, deodorant ball and it works amazing. Okay, in the beauty section at Whole Foods, right? Yes, and if that doesn't work, if you can't find that, then Dove. Okay, all right. And uh, what does pretty girl sweat mean to you? Oh, my God, my favorite question. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty girl sweat, um, what does pretty girl sweat mean to me? Pretty girl sweat means to me is, um, how do I want to word this? Because I'd be having adjectives for pretty girl sweat because it's just so... Pretty Girl Sweat embodies a, a young female or even an older female, just a female in general who is not afraid to sweat. They're not afraid to get a little dirty. They're not afraid to be themselves and work out for their health, uh, to work out, to get the body they want, to be beautiful, and to know that you can look good and still work out. You know, a lot of people feel like they they got to have this ugly look when they go to the gym. <laughs> and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. A pretty girl, um, she's, she, she embodies being beautiful. She loves being beautiful in all aspects of her life, whether she's working, whether she's running to the grocery store, whether she's working out, she's always that beautiful woman and she doesn't mind sweating. She's, she's smart. She's a go-getter. She is just a pretty girl who sweats. So I think that's what pretty girl sweat means to me. I'm like, yes, <laughs> you totally just, you know that one. Thank you. <laughs> it's so crazy. I love Pretty Girl Sweat as if I made it my own. Like, I, mm. I'm always talking about it because I wish, I really wish that growing up, I had an organization like Pretty Girl Sweat to encourage me to say, hey, you're beautiful just the way you are. You know, the, here's, a, here's a way. If you don't like how you look, baby girl, you can come do this workout. If you don't like the things that you're eating, hey, try these different tips. And Pretty Girl Sweat, they have created a safe haven for for women who may, maybe they don't know, you know, what to do or work workouts. And it shows a group of women being able to come together to work out, to to eat healthy, to be them best selves. And it encourages women to stay active and to be healthy. And I freaking love Pretty Girl Sweat for that. I mean, if we had that everywhere, especially in my community, I know that girls would be so much better and they would love themselves more because seeing other women that look like you sweating (laughs) and not only sweating and being beautiful, but they have amazing careers and jobs that are just amazing individuals. It's so empowering to see. And I'm always so inspired when I go to every single pretty girl sweat event because the women just the whole atmosphere of, of positive vibes and the love that Pretty Girl Sweat give and the love that they love on other women. I just, 
I just love it. I love all of it. I'm just, oh, my heart is filled, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, we love you too. And you have been like riding or dying with us forever, since forever. I mean, when we've had events with like 10 people, you've been there. When it's been 700, you've been there. So, yes. you know, we're so honored. We're so, and so grateful for your, um, your friendship, your commitment, your sisterhood. You're everything to us. So thank I just, you. I just love y'all. <laughs> I love y'all so much. And to those new sweat sisters, I love y'all too. Yeah. All right. So what is next for you? What is next? So I am on a TV show called Ready to Love. Your girl out here trying to date. <laughs> yeah. So it's Which the- we've been watching. <laughs> we love it. It is something else. Um, it is on the own channel. Um, so... I'm doing that. And then um, after that, the auto show season is gearing up. So from um, November to about April, I will be traveling all over the country doing the different auto shows. So I may be coming to a city near you. You can catch me on stage uh, inside of the Kia booth um, where I'll be talking about the new Kia vehicle. So um, I'm excited about that. And hopefully some new partnerships and brand partnerships will be coming along as well. I'm just trying to really just focus in on connecting the dots and making everything make sense. Like I really want to build a legacy so that when I die, my name lives on and um, inspire a group of people who may, you know, who feel like they don't know how to be themselves. You know, it's so weird hearing that, you know, Oh my God, I can't be, you always the same. You, you girl, you, I just like the fact that you, you, and it's always so, you know, like shocking to me. I'm like, do you guys really have a hard time being yourselves? Like, <laughs> I don't know how to be anything else. And just watching social media and other events that I go to, it's so unfortunate that a lot of people really do have a hard time being themselves. And I just want to be a voice for those people to, you know, encourage them to say, hey, be your best self, be the best version of you that you can be. Whatever, whatever self-help you need, it starts from within. Like I want to be able to motivate and encourage people. So I'm trying to, you know, work on different programs and hopefully have a couple of different things going on uh, to where I can just be a voice for those people to encourage them not to give up, you know, whatever their dreams may be. Like mine was basketball. I wanted to go play basketball and get my education. And I went back and I got my, my uh, degree in business management and I played basketball and I went overseas to play basketball. So I just want to be that voice. So that's what's next for me. And that's going to be what's next for me until I die. <laughs> and that's Miss Basketball, reminding us all to be who you are, love who you are, and enjoy the process. Make sure you follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Basketball One and head to her website, MissBasketballOne.com. Just one more thing before you take off. Do you want to get a short email from Pretty Girl Sweat every Monday and Friday that serves as a daily dose of all things inspiring and allows you priority access to our upcoming events? Just go to prettygirlsweat.com. That's prettygirls with an S, sweat.com. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. And if you sign up, you'll soon discover that there's no hood like sisterhood. Until next time, always remember that good things come to those who sweat.